All right. Well, hey guys, welcome to the Fit Butte Report podcast. I'm your host, Christina. In today's episode, I have a very special guest here who is going to be talking to us about her NFT project, Taco Gato. So Bridget Moore, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. So Bridget, tell me a little bit about your background and how did you become or get into being a woman in Web3? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It is an honor to be on your show. Uh, I actually kind of stumbled upon the Web3 space. Um, my my day job for a living, I'm a corporate trainer, business coach. I work with entrepreneurs and building a business, which relates a little bit to what everyone in Web3 is doing, right? They're trying to you know, kind of build their own side hustle to be able to bring income in for their families. So um, I fell into it through a friend um, and started researching it and really saw a need for a project that isn't necessarily, um, forgive the, my my terminology here, but your typical bro project, um, kind of like, <laughs> you know, what we keep hearing. But, um, you know, I, I've got four kids myself, and I know there are a lot of other people in this space that didn't necessarily feel like they felt in anywhere. So that's kind of where our project fills the gap. We are you know, trying to make it accessible for everyone and make it a safe space for people to come in if they don't really understand what they're doing yet. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you come to the understanding and just believe in actual Web3 right now, want to be a part of it, build it out and be one of um, the women who are pioneering, the one who are building that, who are in the space um, before it actually, you know, becomes ma more mainstream than what it is now? Yeah. You know, when I first got into it, one of the first projects that I got into was Crypto Chip. And the first project in their server and kind of learning about Sorry about that. I'm trying to share it on my Facebook page. No worries. I, at first, I thought it was me echoing in my microphone, but um, yeah. So I started. I started really researching first before really jumping into the project itself. And my first experience was crypto chicks, and I noticed that a lot of crypto chicks holders were not women. And I assumed going in that it was a bunch of women, which I think there are more and more now. But when I got back um, into it back early fall of 2021, it was a lot of men. And you can kind of feel in, in a community um, who you're talking to, even though you can't see them. So that's kind of why I said, all right, here, what's really happening? Because, you know, we... We have these projects that we feel, and don't get me wrong, I love crypto chicks. I will hold my chick forever. She's one of my favorites. Um, but it's that feeling of where, you know, you're kind of behind that curtain and you're not really sure if it truly is a female-led project or if it's just a PFP that is females and what that looks like. Um, and, you know, obviously with a lot of the different projects, you've got founders coming in and out and artists that may or may not be female. So it's been interesting just over the past eight months watching how the, you know, quote unquote, female led space is moving because it's really more of a push to, hey, if you're not doxxed, I want nothing to do with you because you may really not be who you say you are. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's, you know, um, 
kind of biased, you know, because it, it is it is intended to be very transparent on the blockchain. So it's also a form of people using their NFT as their profile picture. Um, and then also too, like many people in the space are taking their profile picture and actually covering up their face with it um, and posting and then showing all their pictures and everything yeah. like that. So I think that that's really hilarious and it's funny. Um, and then also too, just recently, one of uh, Coinbase, um, their founders just got indicted for inside insider trading. Uh, did you see that? I didn't read it myself, but I did hear about it. Yes. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's live news. It's relevant to our, you know, to Web3. What are your thoughts on it? And you're a woman in Web3. So would yeah. love to know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. You know, I think it, it comes down to just the newness of the space. And, you know, we try to be decentralized, but at the same time, you know, governments like to kind of call the shots and what you can and can't do. So, you know, insider trading I don't know. I, I'm not an expert in the area, but I don't believe that there's any um, true black or white in Web3 as to what is considered insider trading and what's not. Because when you look at, you know, let's say projects that have an alpha group, how much of that is insider trading or how much of that is just sharing a project that you really believe in? That's so true. Like you said, and I want to go back to crypto chicks when you said you first started and you first bought your NFT and it was a crypto chick. You know, I've researched and I found that one of the first female projects in this space was a group of men who were actually <laughs> many people don't know that many people are not aware that it was a group of men who created this NFT collection of women and they were actually just trying to see if they could get women to buy into it or what the reaction would be with women. And I want to say it's, uh, it was um, something ladies, famous ladies. What was it? It was fame ladies. Yes. Fame ladies. You know how the story ended? How? It, it's actually a really great story. So it was uncovered that they were all men <laughs> pretending to be women. And the, the community basically went in an outrage and said, hey, you know, that's not cool. You can't lie to us. You just tell us who you are. So they essentially gave up all of the project and they handed it over to the current founder, who is a female. Yeah, that was good. I mean, they should, because like, it's yeah. just so, it's so funny how that also too ties back into you really um, believe, you know, that the project is this, but it's, it's just like, how would you, why would you want to impersonate women um, and then a group of women and then base yeah. it off of like Web3 is community based. It's not audience based. So that was very interesting to see. But I think that it's really funny that how infamous uh, women actually came into Web3 space that if it wouldn't have been for a man who did that, I wonder how long it would really have taken us to get there. Probably quite a bit longer than it has. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's always got to be some type of um, drama yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah, it's drama, and it's glad. I'm glad that it happened. I'm glad that it opened up the doors for women to begin seeing their themselves and their projects in this space. So tell me, Bridget, how did you go about 
um, forming your NFT, what was, you know, the mission behind it? What is your utility? And yeah, just share with us about, you know, your NFT. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm actually running the project. Um, Co-founder is my husband. So um, we work on it together. He's the dev. He is incredible. And you'll see why here in a little bit when I talk about the utility. Um, but we also have a couple other team members that help us um, with all of the things. But it started really based on the, the need for a project that wasn't necessarily something you needed to shield your kids from. Um, our kids range from eight to 15. Uh, so, you know, we, we really wanted something that could speak to people of all ages. Um, and it's turned out to be really cool because we have other parents that come into our server and they'll bring their kids and they'll do our weekly cat races with us. And we have the kids just waiting all week long to be able to come in and, and do this silly cat race with us. So things like that are super fun about it. But I think the biggest thing for me is the feedback from the community when they say that they they you know people come into a server just to kind of get a feel for the project before they um, mint, and people will say you know I came in just to check you out and I didn't feel any pressure I didn't feel like everybody was talking about the floor price you know nobody was saying wind moon um, so it's just kind of a different culture that we've built and. We love that because, you know, we don't we don't really care that we didn't mint out in a week. That's not our goal. Our goal is to be a long term um, income stream for our holders, which leads us to what you were asking about utility. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hearing about long term. Many people are like, we just need to buy. We need to flip, make money. And it's like, no, that's not what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you've had a chance to look at any of our our art, but we've got um, lots of different traits, but we have nine different tacos. And one of those tacos is a mint taco. And the mint taco came to be because what we're building for utility is called mint engine. So I talked about wanting to really be accessible in, in the space for people that may be new. Maybe, you know, you're, you're coming into the space and you are an artist, but you don't know anything about technology. You can use this platform, Mint Engine, to launch your own project. All you do is you bring the art and you build your community. Everything else is done by this NFT launch platform that we've built. It's the one that we use to launch Taco Gatos. So, you know, we, the dashboard we use every day to kind of check the stats, see what's happening in the project. Um, but what we envision for this is not technically a DAO, um, but essentially a revenue sharing for people that are Taco Gatos holders. Um, and that Mint Taco actually allows people to get quite a massive discount on launching their own project. Okay, so for our listeners who are not very familiar with NFTs and this whole space is really new to them and they are just listening so that they can get a little bit better understanding, can you take us back to what is minting? Yeah. What is the DAO? Why did you say that it's different than a DAO? And how, why is this something that they, that is beneficial to a holder? Absolutely. All right. So minting is a process by which you are essentially creating your new NFT. So it's different than buying because you would buy an NFT on a secondary market like OpenSea or um, the new one that just launched that named escaped me. Um, <laughs> 
Coinbase NFT. That's what it was. We just talked about them, didn't we? Um, so when you when you mint, you're actually going into. So in this case, you would go to the Taco Gatos website. You would click the mint button and you would create a unique piece of art that belongs to you. It lives on the blockchain. So for our listeners who are listening and they want to create an, an NFT, they have no idea what it's going to be. So let's just say, are you going to provide um, the kind of art, the characteristics? Do they submit something to share what they want? They want a butterfly, that they want a girl, if they want a cat. Also, I don't know. How does that work? Yeah. So if you think about it like this, all of the creative side of things would be the person developing the project. So let's say you, Christina, you come in and you say, I want to use Mint Engine to launch my own project. And I want I want my project to be, um, you know, fitness girls with weights and you know whatever <laughs> it is. OK, <laughs> so you would you would provide the art. So you would and it doesn't matter how many traits you have. Maybe you want the base art, which is, you know, a lady with her hands up, you know, and then another piece of the trait is a dumbbell. Another trait maybe is a water bottle, right? So you bring in all of these separate. I love it. I love these ideas that you're giving me. Thanks. I need a gato. I need a gato now. (laughs) So really you bring in these, these pieces of art and they would all be separate pieces of art. But what the Mint Engine platform does is it takes that art and it randomizes it. So it's going the computer algorithms are going to pull it together and maybe have, you know, a dumbbell and a pink background or maybe it's going to have the water bottle with a rainbow background. But it's going to pull all of those pieces together to where all you have to do is bring the art. And so when people bring the art, what does that need to look like? Does it just a JPEG, PNG? Um, what is it does it need to be Uh, come with the characteristics as well? Is that in a separate vector PNG file or how how is that? Yeah, so it it would be uploaded as separate layers. So your layers would be your separate um, JPEGs if it's it's high resolution. The format of it doesn't necessarily matter as much as the resolution. It's got to be super high resolution. Taco Gatos, for example, are 3,000 pixels each each way. So they're square. Um, but it does have to be high res that way it comes out. Um, it comes out well. And the other cool thing about the platform is that when you match up the art, so there's a trial system in the back end. So you can put the pieces together and verify that all of the combinations actually look right together. So as an example, when we were putting together Taco Gatos, there was, um, we had a, we had a trait that had a tattoo. It was a black and white striped shirt with a tattoo on the, on the upper arm, but we couldn't use it because some of the fur were rainbow or leopard and, and, and it just, you couldn't see the tattoo. So things like that, you can update once you get them piled in and tested. It's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So what was the um, passion behind helping others to be able to put together their own NFT? um, And why did you choose that utility? It really started because we, at the early stages, talked a lot about giving back to STEM and STEAM. Um, Again, we're parents. It means a lot to us to get kids involved in, you know, all those things that will help shape the future for all of us. Um, And in thinking about that, we thought, well, wouldn't that be cool if 
a charity or someone who wants to support a charity could create their own project for that purpose. But if you do that on your own, it's very costly. It's not cheap to launch projects. Right. So that's where our initial thought came from. That's really neat. And people who want to launch their NFTs will only need to purchase an actual NFT gato from you to be able to utilize the platform. Is that correct? It, de it depends on how many gatos they hold and what the traits are of the gatos. All of that's still being defined. We're actually in the beta stages of testing in June. Um, so we're hoping to have all of those details um, published within the next three to four weeks. Okay, so then before that, can people still go to the Gatos website, NFT website to mint, or do we do they have to wait right now? They can mint a Taco Gatos, but they they can't use the Mint Engine platform quite yet. Okay, so the Mint Engine platform is not available yet. It will. When is that going to be available? Definitely third quarter. Um, my husband would kill me by saying this, but fingers crossed, July. He's like, don't say any dates. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're hoping that it'll be here within the next, um, you know, four weeks or so. Okay. Awesome. So three to four weeks, um, uh, we can expect Taco Gatos are going to be launched, fully launched. Any special parties, any IRL parties, anything that you guys are doing for the launch? So we've already launched the actual Taco Gatos project. The Mint Engine is what's not yet launched. Oh, got it. Okay. So yeah. people can go right now. Yeah. to purchase um uh you know a gato where can they go to purchase the gato it is tacogatosnft.com and are on guys, twitter yep are you guys also on open sea any secondary markets yes 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 okay. um, so now that you know about the mint tacos if you ever see one on open sea grab it because they're hardly ever listed <laughs> Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. And so how many are going to be released? Do you know yet? So the, the it's a collection of 10,000 for the Taco Gatos. Um, we, we have another unique, what we call utility behind the project as well. So um, you probably can't notice my shirt because I'm down low, but I have a Cinco de Gatos shirt. Oh, no, <laughs> um, and so any of our holders that have five or more Gatos, they then get to use what we call our nine lives functionality. So basically for someone who may not understand NFTs, let's say, let's say you mint a Taco Gatos and you get a trait that you just don't necessarily love. It happens. You know, we can't love every single trait combination. If you have five Gatos, you can actually go to the website. You can change the traits on your Gatos. And that's allowed through the platform nice. because it shows it in your digital wallet. So, because, so, so, so what reads the digital wallet that lets you know that it has five, that there's five gatos in the wallet? So the, the back end that Ryan built, it has the connection to your MetaMask or your Coinbase wallet, whichever wallet you're connecting. So it sees exactly what you have in your wallet and it verifies and it shows you, once it verifies your wallet, it shows you on the website, all of your gatos and which ones are eligible for reincarnation. Oh, reincarnation. That's really <laughs> neat. Okay. And only the mint taco is the mint gato is the only one you can use the mint engine with. Yes. Okay. And how many of those can we expect to see? Will there be many of those? 
you know what it because it's completely randomized we have no idea how many there will be when we get to 10,000 it it could be 800 it could be 15 1500 we don't know Okay. Oh my goodness. Well, that's good. So that's so you guys are launched right now. So people can buy their taco gato. And what are the taco gatos going for right now? 0.05 Ethereum. 0.05 Ethereum. Can you tell us how much that is in fiat cash? <laughs> in USD. Let me just do the calculation today. I think I saw that ETH was at 2,900 this morning. No, I'm sorry. 2,200? 20, is that what it was yes. at? I, I have it on my cell phone too. Like that's the first thing I look at. <laughs> I usually get the notification on my watch. Let's see here. And and crypto is for another time. <laughs> I feel right, like, right. Yeah, I feel like the crypto is so it's so separate than an actual NFT. So that's that's great that you you have wonderful utility that's attached to the NFT. Um, so that people can recognize and realize that there's much more to gain with an NFT than just purchasing a JPEG or buying um, a, an NFT JPEG in their wallet in hopes that they can flip it, sell it. Um, I feel like sometimes that's what some NFTs are created for, but like yours, yours is not. It has a little bit more utility. So you do want to hold on to it for longer term. Because once they do sell it, let's say they had a mint taco, they no longer have access to the mint engine, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. And that would, so allowing a holder to benefit from the mint engine, they could purchase a, ta um, a taco gato. And if they have a project that they would like to create, it eliminates a lot of work that you guys are providing with your NFT. Yeah, absolutely. How much work does that eliminate? So for those of those who don't know, I have an NFT, but my NFT, I just have one. And it's just, she's just, you know, a baddie on the blockchain. She hasn't been minted. Um, that was just me, my proof of work to show, to show others that I can do it. I don't, I'm not an artist artist. I don't really have a collection per se. Um, because I really was also wanting to create something that had a real utility, a real meaning behind it. And I just have not been able to get to that point with my actual project or with, you know, a collection that I want to come out with. So tell us how much, I know how much work it takes, but coming from an actual co-founder who has a collection, you have a, a co um, a founder and a husband who is a developer for Web3, which I, I, it's so amazing. That's so cool. Um, you know, how has the process been and the work that it takes? And, you know, how helpful is this to eliminate a lot of the work and the stress for people who want to, you know, join the community, get to know the owners, the founders, which is you and your husband, um, be a part of the community and, you know, utilize the utility that comes along with the. Yeah, <laughs> we started back in, gosh, August or September of 2021. And we mint, we started minting in at the end of January, almost February. So it was a good five months before we were even at the point where we were able to mint. Um, and, and that's with 
that's with him completely building everything from scratch, pulling in the art from scratch. So I think most projects you're looking at kind of a six month turnaround from inception to, to launch. So yeah, to your point, if you have a launch pad ready for you, you know, you're, you're looking at taking that time frame down to a couple months versus six. Yeah, definitely a couple of months and it's just done there for you. You're able to, so once these, these um, do the mint taco gives you access to the mint engine. Do the other uh, taco gatos give you any utility? They do. They do. So um, we don't, again, we don't have all of the definitions of what does what within mint engine, but the more you hold, the more rewards you get. So um, when you hold three, you get a personalized Twitter banner. When you hold, um, oh gosh, what was it? When you hold 10, you get merch. There's things that come with holding higher levels. Um, at the same time, we realize that, you know, not everybody has liquidity and can hold, you know, 5, 10, 15 gatos. So we also have an XP system within our community to where, when you're coming and you're hanging out and you're doing our cat races or you're doing our taco Tuesday trivia, any of the things that we do as a community every week, you are an XP for being in the server. So we have rewards for that as well. So we, again, you get a personalized Twitter banner at a certain level at level 10. We have um, an airdrop special got though. You can only get it for being level 10. We have another one at level 20 and another one at level 30. So lots of things to, again, just reward, holders for sticking with us and being part of the community. So I want to remind our listeners that an airdrop is a terminology that's used in Web3. So Bridget, tell us what is an airdrop and why does it matter (laughs) and how does it utilized in Web3 for NFTs and why is it a big deal? (laughs) Thank you for pointing that out. I forget that your listener base is not necessarily uh, in the space as much as we are. Uh, So an airdrop is basically an NFT that you don't choose to mint yourself, someone places it in your wallet for you. Now, I will give you a heads up. If you are airdropped something that you're not expecting, it could be someone trying to take advantage of you. So if you're not expecting an NFT, it may not be a good thing. (laughs) So we try to communicate very clearly what we are sending people and at what touch points so that they know whether it's truly from us or not. And why is it that, you know, you don't want to accept an NFT if it's being airdropped to you? Why is that for our listeners? I don't know the technical side to it. What I do know is that if you interact with something that is in your hidden folder, so in OpenSea, you have your collected items and then they have another section of your OpenSea profile that is hidden. And those are basically things that people airdrop to you. Many times what what someone is trying to do is for you to click on it and accidentally give them access to your wallet. That is so good. I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, For our listeners, yes, because this is a podcast to educate and inform everyone about NFTs, Web3, and women in Web3. So how is it how does that happen, Bridget? How does someone, how are they able to airdrop something to you, create a link where people, and then and then steal, you know, from your wallet? Yeah. So because the blockchain is public, 
anyone can see anyone's wallet address. I could go in and I could find Christina's if I tried hard enough. Um, you know, people could find mine because my Twitter name is the same as my ENS domain name. So because that wallet, you can't, you can't steal from the wallet unless someone gives permission to steal from the wallet. So what some very smart but not nice people have done is figured out a way to have you click on whether it's a link or whatever it might be. It can come in lots of different forms, but they found a way for you to click on something that, uh, that gives access to your wallet. So they can take any of your NFTs. They can take any of the, um, any of the crypto that you have in that wallet. So from the back end tech wise, I have no idea how they do it. I just know that many people know how to do it. Wow. And that's true. We have very smart people in this. That's a thing too. Like we have a lot of smart people. We have, I mean, we have different, different kinds of people with different skill sets. Um, but those who do know how to steal are more on the technical side, are more right. on the developer side. They're more on the more um, skill sets in tech in, as a techie. Versus someone who just wants to come out here, create something, um, make a living from NFTs, create their art, sell it. Um, like many women who are actually taking advantage of this and not advantage, but taking an op this as an opportunity to provide for themselves and for their family um, who have gained much success in this space and have had holders that purchase them and buy from them. But then there's others who are utilizing this space to take advantage to get some crypto and so have they stolen nfts i haven't heard of any have nfts been stolen oh yeah not for me i've not been hit thank goodness um but even people that are very well versed in the space and think that they wouldn't ever have it happen to them Sometimes you slip up and you don't read every single request that comes through. Um, so for those of you that aren't familiar, whenever you go to connect your wallet, there will always be a signature request and it has all kinds of, you know, technical jargon. And so if you don't understand what that means, sometimes it can it can lead to to bad things. Yeah, absolutely. And it can lead to that. And that's so good though. But for the, for, so you're all, you, you guys have a discord. Can anyone join your discord or you can Okay. Yeah. It's discord.gg backslash taco gatos NFT. Taco gatos NFT. Awesome. And are you in the discord? Can people chat with you? Every day. <laughs> Every day. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you like to come and hang out with fun people, um, we have our Tuesday Taco Tuesday trivia is 9 p.m. Eastern time. Um, on Thursdays, we have our cat races at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And then we do Twitter spaces from time to time. Not always set in stone, but. Awesome. That is so cool to hear. And when can we expect the mint engine? You said three to four months. You said by July, three to four months. Third, third quarter of 2022 for sure. <laughs> Awesome. And also too, I forgot you didn't let us know how much is it eat or how much is it in fiat? Yes. So if we're if we're looking at twenty nine hundred, which I don't believe it's that high right now, that's one hundred and forty five dollars. If you're looking at twenty two hundred ETH to a dollar, then you're looking at about one hundred and fifteen dollars. 
I just like how you did that. I like how you're just like 2,900 because many people will be like, well, what is 0.5 of an ETH? And it's like, well, what is the actual total value of the ETH that, you know, right. so then take right. that and then make the 0 0.05 and that's how you come up with the actual value. And so basically it's on sale if ETH is at 2,200. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly right. There's no damn. Because we all love a good sale. We do. We definitely do. You need to buy when it's low so that when it goes back up, yeah, everyone can can gain from it and it'll be a good thing. So I am so thankful, Bridget, that you joined me on today's podcast episode. Can you please let our listeners know where can they find you all over social media? What is your website and how can they get connected with you? Yeah, absolutely. Let's connect for sure. Uh, the website address is tacogatosnft.com. My personal Twitter is 0xlachiquita. Uh, my username is the same across all platforms. So if you find me on Discord, it's the same. Um, and then the Tacogatos Twitter account, if you don't go to the website first, it's just Tacogatos NFT. Taco got those NFT guys. You heard it here from the co-founder. We will need to bring her husband on the next episode so he can tell us a little bit He's about. He's really good at training on the tech side of things. Yes, that would be great. That would be a, a whole technical yes. conversation. And I feel like someone who's not as techie um, for me to be able to interview them and ask them questions. So our listeners who, you know, might want to come and join NFTs, but just don't have that techie background. But it would be great to, you know, hear the story of someone who's actually building and building it out because that takes a lot of work, but it's also amazing to see how it's being built. Yeah, it's really exciting. Awesome. Well, great. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you gained much value. You learned more about NFTs. And if you have any questions, don't forget to connect with Bridget on and got uh, Taco Gatos NFT. And make sure you check out their website, get an NFT, go engage in their Discord. And jump into Web3. It's not a scary place. And you meet wonderful people like I have met today, Bridget Moore. Thank you so much for joining me today's on today's episode. Thank you guys so much. Peace and love as always.